It's almost the end of November, and I'm thinking about talents. Yes. And if you already went to Mass this weekend, or if you look at the readings ahead of time, you know why. Yep, this weekend we hear the Gospel parable where the three servants are given talents, each according to their ability. The first one takes his five talents and doubles them. The second one takes his two talents and also doubles them. The third one is too afraid to take the risk of losing his one talent and so he buries it. When the master returns, boy is he mad. I guess now that I am reminding you of the parable, I see that I am not really thinking about talents as much as I am thinking about risk, or rather, fear of taking risks. Is that what the parable is about? Is God asking us to take what he's given us and go for broke? Take the risk to live a life according to the gospel, to do what is beautiful, true, and good, even if we are not sure whether it's going to bear any fruit? Instead, how often do we freeze, paralyzed with fear, not taking that leap of faith because we don't know for sure or we're not sure God is calling us to this or that? I think God is telling us today, with this parable, to trust our instincts. Listen to what the church teaches and go for it. Take your talents and invest them. In the end, the last servant gets into trouble not because he failed to double his talent, but because he didn't even try. I'm sure that had he tried and failed, the master would not have been upset. That's how we are to live our faith lives. The only failure is not trying at all. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this is the Salt and Light Hour. Hello and welcome to an all-new Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro and sitting here with me is Jermaine Bagnall. Jermaine, welcome back. It's good to see you. Hello, hello. As always, it is good to be back. Good to be back. And uh, and uh, um, I guess uh, we're already almost at Advent. Isn't that crazy? Christ the I, King is around the corner. Just around the corner. I know uh, when I was at Mass, uh, Father Fernando uh, was speaking about upcoming things and and mentioned that. And I was looking looking through my missiles like, oh my goodness. Yeah, I guess we yes, are here already. Weeks. Yeah, we're here already. It's crazy. I think it's because it's been, it's been such a long fall. Like it's been just so, so warm. Yes. Um, so, but I like Advent. I'm looking forward to Advent. Advent is a good time to kind of regroup, I think. Absolutely. And it's, uh, and also for, for those of us out there, uh, it's a great time to get uh, chocolates every day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Something to look forward to chocolate <laughs> advent calendars. Anyway, um, Jermaine, today Billy is going to be here and Billy, um, with his segment, of course, you know, Church for Dummies. Love his questions. Uh, he has a question about funerals. Um, oh. So so we're going to be talking a little bit about funerals, Catholic funerals, who can receive a Catholic funeral mm -hmm. um, or a burial, kind of what what things need to be in place. So so we're going to be talking about funerals in about five minutes with Billy in Church for Dummies. And then uh, we have uh, you with Book Ends. Yes, sir. Got a couple more great reads, you know, one for the kiddos and one for the uh, kiddos at heart. Okay, very good. So a children's book and a self-helpy kind of book for adults or? Um, 
uh more of a preparatory course i i would oh. say it's uh yeah we'll we'll, we'll get into it, it okay, and it's, now... it's it's near and dear to my heart on this on this uh particular oh, good topic. okay we're 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 all intrigued now so that's book ends with jermaine he's going to be back in about 15 minutes and then jermaine we don't always talk about uh religious vocations i i tend to talk about vocations and i of course we talk about married life and vocations mm-hmm. of the priesthood and the permanent diaconate but specifically religious vocations there's an organization um well, they're based in the United States, but it includes Canada, obviously, um, called the National Religious Vocations Conference, the NRVC. And okay. they have these amazing resources for people who might be feeling or called to religious life and they don't know where to begin. So today we're going to be speaking with Patrice Tuhi from the NRVC, uh, National, the National Religious Vocations Conference, about uh, what they offer and and they actually have a resource on their website now that's it's a religious vocations map. So you can okay. see the map of Canada, United States, and then click on specific regions. Yeah. And learn about a religious community that might be in that region. Um, and amazing. maybe read a little testimony. And they're trying to obviously populate it so that they have as many uh, congregations, communities on that map. So, so Patrice Tuhi is going to tell us all about that in about 25 minutes in our second half hour. And then at the end of the program, as always, we have a, a musician, singer, songwriter. I love and, it. And I'm excited about reconnecting with uh, Taylor Tripodi. Taylor, we met Taylor in 2018. She's a young, very talented young woman with a powerful voice. She's from Cleveland. Um, it does sing- rock. Yeah, no, she's great. And, and since 2018, She's got married, she has a baby, and she's got some new songs. So that's oh, always that's wonderful. good reasons to bring her back on the show. So we're going to get to hear some of her new tracks. And then we're going to get to talk to her, Taylor Tripodi, at the end of the program in about 45 minutes. She's got such a great voice. I mean, you're going to love her music. So um, if people are not going to be around to listen to the whole show right now in one sitting, remember that you can always go to our website, slmedia.org. Click on podcasts. That's where you can find the show. Um, that's probably the best place to find the show, but you can also podcast the show as Jermaine does. That's that's um, my that's my way. And don't forget to like and subscribe when you do that, folks. Absolutely. It's super easy. You you get the notification, the new show's there. Um, uh, download it, listen to it, uh, the Salt and Light Hour Catholic podcast. So uh, that's it, Jermaine. We got lots of what's happening today. So let's start with a song. Here is Taylor Tripodi with her new single, Live Wide Open. Open up the door. It's time to let the light in, baby. There's a life beyond this dark, lonely room. Sure you're safe and sad You've closed yourself away for so long You've become hard, harder than a stone
That was Taylor Tripodi with her new single, Live Wide Open, and we're going to be speaking with Taylor Tripodi at the end of the program, so stay tuned. And now it's time for... Dress for Dummies! With Billy Chan. Billy, um, you're thinking about funerals. Yes, I'm thinking about funeral. Um, because it's November. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you are very smart. Very Although you, I must say that as soon as you told me that this was the question, I thought, like, I think I've been to more funerals in the last three weeks than I have. Wow. Just yeah. because I don't know why. It's just like I've been to three funerals, I think. You know, it's in very last, interesting. Yeah. Statistically, yeah. a lot of people pass away in November. Um, maybe it's the weather change. And- maybe, yeah. It's very, uh, you know, it's sad, but I, I have to say that for if, if you are Catholic, if you have faith, if you have faith, um, I will say it's not necessarily a sad moment if you, you're going to see God. It's true. Uh, you know. It's true. We're, well, because it's mass. If it's a mass, it's a Eucharist and we're celebrating life. Exactly. You know, eternal and, and life. It, yeah. But not a lot of people talking about how to. What is a Catholic funeral? Okay. What is uh, how to how? What is the what are the essential parts that we have to do? Uh, you know, as a participants, what should we do? What should we say? We you know what what should we wear? Uh, should we give flowers, donations, blah blah blah? The 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 yes. the burial the requirements. What are they? We do not know. Please tell us, please. Okay, that's a lot of questions. So I don't know if I can I can answer all of them. The, the first thing I'm going to say, and this is a shameless plug, I did have a deconstructing column that I wrote, a blog post on deconstructing mm-hmm. funerals. So if people go to our website, slmedia.org slash blog, or just slmedia.org and search deconstructing funerals, uh, you will find it. Actually, you can probably just put that in your search engine, deconstructing funerals, and you'll yeah. find. And, and I think it's a three-part blog. So there's lots of information there. But in short, you're right, Billy. Um, people don't know. And if you haven't pre-planned a funeral, which is not a bad idea. In fact, I'm a big believer in pre-planning. So while you're alive, go and meet with the funeral director. You can actually start paying in installments so that it's not just one huge amount of money that somebody else will have to pay for you, but you can start paying monthly now. And then by the time you die, the funeral is paid for and you can pick your readings and pick music and you can start planning your funeral. It's not, it's not a gory or kind of creepy thing to do. I think it's, it's, it's good to, to think of it in that way, because in the moment when it happens and your loved one dies, you know, let's say one of your parents dies, Billy, and you have to, you're the son, you have to plan the funeral. You want to be there for your other parent and you don't know what to do. You're going to rely on the funeral home. So if I would suggest first find a Catholic funeral home, if you're Catholic and if the person who dies is Catholic, okay, you want to honor their, their faith. Now a funeral is not a sacrament. So I think that there's a distinction. Obviously, we can't give a sacrament to a person that to someone who's died. Sacraments are for the living. But it's still a beautiful ritual, and I think it has great meaning. And when we talk about funeral, uh, the church talks about funeral rites. So because you have vigil prayers, there yeah. are there's the funeral liturgy, and then mm-hmm. there's the burial, the burial rites. So all of that yeah. sometimes is referred to as the funeral rites. Mm-hmm. All Catholics and have a right to be to receive a catholic 
the Catholic rites, the, fe- the yep. vigil prayers, the funeral liturgy. If you're Catholic, you should have a mass mm-hmm. in a church, not in the funeral home. Um, and a lot of times that, it, you know, people don't know the difference. It makes a difference. If you're Catholic, make sure that you say that you want a mass in the church, and then you should be buried in a Catholic cemetery. And the only difference is because Catholic cemeteries, the grounds are the ground is consecrated. So it's consecrated oh. land. So it's been consecrated, especially for that. Also, a Catholic funeral, they know what to do for Catholics. Yes. And in a lot of places, uh, you have the Catholic cemetery and the Catholic funeral home are the same agency. In some places, it's organ, it's arranged, it's owned or run by the actual arch- the diocese. So you I have- think it's also I think it's also good uh, if you are going to a Catholic funeral home, uh, then always uh, has a Catholic chapel or church. Just it's sometimes right they on. do exactly the the funeral home will have a consecrated chapel mm-hmm. or or yeah where you can do the mass. Now a lot of like in my parish we have a funeral home, but it's not a Catholic funeral home. Although okay. they do all our funerals because it's a small town. Yeah. Um. But they know enough about mm. how to do it in the Catholic Church. But sometimes we find that we have to let the people know that there's a difference. Don't no don't do it in the funeral home. Do it in the church. Because yes. it makes a difference. Now, um, you asked so many questions. So all I'm going to say is that, yes, if you're Catholic and you have are dying, make your request to make sure that yes. everybody knows that you want mass, that you want funeral prayers. Um, if you're in the hospital, usually they call and you, there are prayers that we can do immediately as soon as the person dies and then um, and the funeral. I've attended to some different uh, fun- Catholic funerals. And uh, as you said, there are two parts. One is in the funeral home uh, for yeah. people, for visitations. And yeah, everything. usually during the visitation, you can do f- vigil prayers, funeral prayers. Yes. And there will be uh, the, 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 the prayers. Do we have to have a priest there or anyone can do it? No, now the priest or the deacon usually can do it. It's, a lot of times it's the deacon because priests are very mm-hmm. busy. Um, but it could be a lay person. Sometimes some parishes have a funeral ministry where they have lay mm. people that are trained to to do to do uh, the the. It's not called funeral ministry. It's called yeah. ministry of I don't know what it's called. Um, but I was going to say so cremation. The Catholic Church does allow yes. for cremation. However, and I don't know if this is true. I should check, and maybe someone who's listening can correct me. But I'm pretty sure that if you ha- that the funeral, the cremation has to happen after the funeral. So we have mm-hmm. to have a full body for the funeral in the mass uh, for the church. You have the the body present, and then the body gets cremated for burial. And those ashes need to be buried. They cannot. They should not be scattered or kept. You know, on your in your living room, or they should be buried because again, consecrated ground. That's how we treat the, the, the we treat the ashes the way we would treat a body, which is yeah. with respect. Um, but the other thing I was going to say is that even if you're not Catholic, mm-hmm. um, so a, any baptized person, Christian, mm-hmm. can have a Catholic funeral, including the mass. Mm-hmm. If, for example, yeah, it's 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 perfectly allowed. Again, it's not a sacrament. Mm-hmm. So it's perfectly allowed. And it's very common where, for example, you have a, a non-Catholic spouse but yeah. the rest of the family, they're all Catholic. So the person got married in the Catholic Church. He agreed to have all his children baptized and brought up Catholic, but he never became a Catholic. It's very, very appropriate for that person to have a Catholic funeral, a Catholic mass, and buried in a Catholic cemetery. Oh. The only um, 
if the person is not baptized, mm-hmm. so let's say they're Jewish or Muslim yep. or, or of any no faith, you can still do it, but it's probably more advisable that they have a they can have a Catholic funeral, but outside of mass. So no I mass. See. Um, cause you can have a Catholic funeral. So funeral doesn't have to be mass, but if you're Catholic, I think it should be mass. So th- I-, I would say just speak to your pastor or your deacon and see what, what, uh, they recommend or what's, what's permissible. It also might vary depending on the diocese you're in. So unless the person who's not Catholic said, I do not want a Catholic funeral. Yeah. You can have a Catholic funeral. I have one last question that yes. uh, we would, uh, would would also want to know the ashes that you were talking about has to be buried. Uh, you mean under the ground or has yes. to be like on the, like, you know, now. You oh, have, a mausoleum. No. Yes. So buried can be either in the ground or if it's a Catholic cemetery, a mausoleum, you can have a niche. They're called niches where yes. you bury my, my, my mother and my grandparents and my uncle are all in one little niche in the basement of the church, actually, in where we grew up. And oh. so that's permissible. It's a Catholic cemetery. All those those mausoleums are uh, are consecrated. I see. Thank you, Pedro. It's uh, very yeah. useful. Very, very useful. useful. And again, people can go to our blog and look for deconstructing funerals and get a little more information there um, about planning funerals. Thank you, Billy. Um, Thank you. Good to see you. And I'll see you in December again. Have a good day. You too. Billy Chan, always asking good questions. You can send him your questions or comments at Chan. Hey, I'm Seth Schleter. And I'm Abby Randolph. And we are Damascus Worship, a Catholic missionary worship movement. And you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. The Salt and Light Hour podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe and the show will be delivered right to your device. And now it's time for Book Ends with Jermaine Bagnall, who as always has two books one for the little ones and one for those who are preparing for something important. Yes. 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 So that these, these books uh, near and dear to my heart, not that the other ones haven't been, uh, but these ones uh, in particular. Okay. Uh, so, so first up is story of the saints and okay. why is this one important to me uh, as a, as a revert. Uh, it's been a great opportunity to learn more about the saints because growing up, th- these were just things that weren't a part of my life. Right. In this particular book, the stories of the saints, it covers all like a whole bunch of them. Uh, but what's really great is the Carrie Wallace does, you know, each, each saint, it, the story will be two or three or four pages. So these are, you know, easy bedtime reads for your kid, or like if you're like myself, learning about different saints. So it's really nice and digestible. And uh, while reading this book, uh, a chord was struck because the art, I was like, I know this art and I oh, don't, yeah. I know this art. And I'm looking through, looking through. And then I was like, okay, let me just do a quick search of the illustrator who's uh, Nick uh, Thornborough. And he did the art for a video game I used to play. Oh, wow. That's funny. Back in 2014 of Dragon Age Inquisition. So, uh, so yeah, th- this, this book is great. And there's in the introduction, they have a sentence that really kind of struck me. So it's uh, this book doesn't contain the stories of all the saints because there have been thousands and thousands of them and perhaps many more whose stories no one has ever heard. But these are some of the best known and best loved saints of all time. And they're presented in chronological order. So we can see how the world and lives of saints have changed and how they've stayed the same. Okay. And I, I really like that because if we're all called to sainthood, 
um, here's an opportunity to look at maybe an old saint. Uh, you know, maybe you're looking at Polycarp from 69 uh, to 156 <laughs> okay. AD. You know, how is that relatable to my life now in 2023? Uh, so it, it's, yeah, it, it is really interesting. I, I like the presentation for it. I like that the saints are laid out in digestible ways. And when you read through the book, you could see how saints everybody's based on scripture everybody bases on tradition but you can also see how saints stand on the sh shoulders of giants so that okay. that was something i i really enjoyed about the book and i really liked the art obviously as a yeah i'm looking at it right now actually and i can see what you mean about the art it's very it is very video gamey -y. um yeah. so would you say that this is i mean obviously it's for anyone but it's for it would be good for children maybe older children uh, I think I, I think it's good for uh, for little kids too. That more so that if you're maybe uh, it's a bedtime story before bed. I would oh, okay. say like you know okay. you yeah, pick, yeah. So you... yeah and and it's kind of like uh, just exposing kids to some of them um, maybe when they're when they're younger and and that becomes a, a personal sort of thing. But what what I like is the fact that you'll get a chance to know the time frame, their location, uh, what they're the patron saint of. My fiance and I joke about this all the time. It's like, is there a patron saint of like ice cream? Is there a patron saint of like yeah, yeah, yeah. travel? You know, so as you go through, you get to kind of know a little bit more of the, of the patron saints. And then the, the feast day, which which is a, a great thing because that can yeah. be a whole nother thing that you could do with your kids. You know what I mean? Okay, that that's great. That's great. So, stories of the saints, bold and inspiring tales of adventure, grace, encouraged by Carrie Wallace, illustrated by Nick Thornborough, and published by Workman Publishing. Workman Publishing. Thank you. Thank you. No, okay, no and then and then you have another book that's near and dear to your heart, and can I say, and your fiance's heart? And is that a giveaway? That is a giveaway. Is why this book is important. Art. Archbishop Fulton Sheen's book Three to Get Married. Love it. And uh, this is, you know, not these strange versions of marriage that some people are coming up with. The Three to Get Married is uh, <laughs> didn't even think of that. <laughs> is the one is yourself, your bride, and and God, and and it's just really beautiful. And and this particular version, like you can get this book from several different publishers. I got this off of Audible. I did that specifically okay. because it's um, it's a live sermon that uh, Bishop Sheen uh, gave, but it's remastered. So it's you're you're hearing him give this uh, important sort of message, and yeah, it, it was really great. So I'm out walking my dogs, and I hear him talking about how uh, marriage love is is the vestibule to the divine, oh. uh, like you know, and it just. Yeah, he just gave such really powerful messaging. And one one of the things that uh, he really noted that I thought that was super important is like we cannot seek everything from our spouse because now we're putting them in the place of God. Like yeah. we're we're just not card called to do that. Yeah. And it's all about uh, how we sort of relate to each other. That you know, there's the there's the love myself the loved my fiance and then there is love which is yeah. god and yeah. these these really just the way he broke it down i i i loved it i loved it 
I'm going to make my fiance sit down and listen to it. <laughs> okay. That's great. And and so you're saying, so I, I didn't know this. You're saying that, so like, like the audible version, the, uh, the, the audible book, but it's read by Fulton Sheen. It's the, it's a, it's a abbreviation portion of the book and, and given as a, as a sermon. From as a Sheen. sermon. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So that's yeah. a great option. I mean, uh, yeah. to have but him reading it, to have him, yeah. his voice is exactly. huge. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So you can read the uh, the book exists out there. It's about yeah. 220 pages long. Uh, this particular audible version was only about 49 minutes, but the okay. fact that it's delivered with his intonation, his yeah, himself. passion, it's just, it's just wonderful. It was wonderful. Okay. So I'm going to suggest then that people get the audible, the sermon, and also get the book and do both. Um, and you can get that book anywhere because it's a classic. Three, three to get married by Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. I, I love the suggestion, Jermaine. Uh, um, it, it's I, I, as somebody who's um, in the process of leading up to my marriage. It's it's useful, but I, I could see how this would be great for those who are already married for a yeah. long time, yes. or those who who are single. You know, yes. it's just in part part of that preparation. It's just, it's just fantastic. Yeah. Okay. We're going to leave it there. Uh, thank you so much. So we got three to get married by Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Get it wherever you get your books or wherever you get your audio books and stories of the saints by Carrie Wallace, illustrated by Nick Thornborough, published by Workman and uh, Jermaine. Jermaine Bagnell is our book contributor. He's also the producer of the Salt and Light production, Working in Faith. You can watch that at slmedia.org and you can follow him, send him book suggestions at Jermaine Bagnall. Send him along. Coming up in our second half hour, mapping religious vocations across North America, and we reconnect with singer-songwriter Taylor Tripodi. So stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the Salt and Light Hour Part 2. I'm Deacon Pedro. The National Religious Vocation Conference exists to support religious communities with education, resources, professional development, and networking opportunities to support vocation ministry and promotes vocation awareness, invitation, and discernment to anyone who feels called to a life as a religious sister, brother, or priest in 28 countries. Among their many resources is Bold and Faithful, an interactive story map that showcases today's Catholic sisters, nuns, brothers, and priests. Last week, November 5th to the 11th, was Vocation Awareness Week. And so, to tell us more, I am now joined by Patrice Tuhi, publisher at TrueQuest Communications, which produces another great resource, the NRVC Annual Vision Vocation Guide. Patrice, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. It's good to see you. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me, Deacon Pedro. So quick question then, in your words, NRVC, the Nash, because I always get confused because I think it's a conference, but it's not a conference, like a convention. But what is the National Religious Vocation Conference? So it is a membership organization uh, for professional development among and networking among religious vocation directors and okay. who are doing vocation ministry. Okay. So, so every religious community or religious congregation has a vocations director or someone in charge of vocations. And so they're the members. So you're yeah. the NRVC. One would hope there. that every. <laughs> <laughs> so there, well, you do have, I, I was going to say, I don't know, it's probably about a thousand members or more, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So you're, you exist 
or the NRVC exists to support them in their vocation work. And then also, and I think, I'm going to say, can I say that maybe even more importantly to also help people who are discerning a call to the religious life, they can go to the NRVC and get resources and find out more? Well, yes, absolutely. Primarily what, what the NRVC does is create resources that then the vocation directors can use in their ministry. So okay. for example, we would lead people to the NRVC website, nrvc.net, more if you were doing vocation ministry. For actual discerners, we would lead them directly to vocationnetwork.org, okay. which, is, which is the NRVC's resource for discerners. For discernment. Okay, okay, I see. And in Canada, I think it's vocations.ca is where people can go and they can find out information about all the religious communities and, and their charisms and all that. Correct. Yes. Correct. So um, do they actually have conferences or or gatherings is does that happen they do they have uh biennial convocations they call okay them. So the conference then has a convocation <laughs> yeah not to be confused with conference <laughs> yes. yeah okay that's right so um and again that's primarily for networking and professional development uh all of this is there's always new information new trends because your your the your audience your ministry is to young people as i'm sure you yourself know you're constantly trying to keep up with the trends of the way young people like to be communicated with, how the best right. way to right. uh, interact with them, approach them, attract them to religious life. So that is often what the professional development is. And then how to assess candidates once they are um, okay. considering religious yeah. life. Okay. Um, so tell us about the story map. How does it work? Um, and what's the purpose? So the story map came out of, uh, we we had done, the NRVC had done uh, a study in 2020 on today, on contemporary religious life, who's entering, that kind of thing. And the GHR Foundation is the one who gave us the grant money. Mm -hmm. And that foundation, they really encouraged two things. One, collaboration among all these different Catholic groups. And two, they don't want studies to sit on a shelf. So right. with that with th that in mind, we work to build the story map, which really is meant to gather all sorts of high quality resources, multimedia resources, and um, become a clearinghouse and a showcase for those uh, for, for podcasts, for videos, for uh, we have an interactive events calendar. We have, um, you know, a, a map for religious institutes, where to find them in your area, that kind of thing. And we will continue to build on it. But we started with uh, three collaborators. So the NRVC Envision, of course, yeah. and then A Nun's Life, which they do podcast. Uh, po oh, yeah. They're podcasters, right? And then uh, the National, uh, well, now it's just Catholic Sisters Week. They produced um, a series of um, catechetical materials for uh, to talk about religious life. And the same with then Global Sisters Report, which also had Global Sisters in the Classroom and they provided um, some resources, same thing, for more for lesson planning. So our idea was with the story map, 
it's bold and faithful meet today's religious. So uh -huh. one, we, we want to start out, we have a series of videos of young new entrants to religious life. So one, you're meeting them via video. Then we have uh, some podcast features. Uh, then after that, we have the interactive map, uh, the events calendar. So basically it's like, here are some people, now you've gotten to uh, understand who religious are today, now, how about, why don't you go to attend an event? And so uh, the events calendar is very popular. It's actually hosted on the Vision website, but it's also then okay. featured on the story map. And that really, the main thing there, what we know is people meet need to meet people. That, that's where you're going to get vocations. People meet Deacon Pedro, and that makes all the difference in yeah. terms of them understanding what it means to be a deacon, what it means to choose a, a church vocation, that kind of thing. So we really encourage people, go hear somebody talk, hear a, okay. go to a lecture, go to a service project, or do even a discernment weekend. And that so that's the events calendar within the the, the story map. Yeah, I, I, I see that. And I know that that's probably the biggest challenge with vocations is that it relies on that personal contact. So so you can you're walking along with someone, you can't be, you know, worried about 100 other people in terms of casting the net wide. Um, so so if people go to the map, they can they can look at the map. But I, I know the videos are a huge part of it in terms of meeting that person that religious sister or that brother or priest. Correct, um, yes. So quickly, can you, can you tell us a little bit about, cause you also have the studies and the map, the map shows not every single community in, in, in North America, but a lot of them are there. What do we know in terms of the, what is the big picture of the, of religious vocations in North America in terms of young people, I guess, discerning vocations or, or anything else that we might know? Yes. Well, um, first of all, there there are there's hundreds of religious communities, one to fit a, a, anybody, yeah. <laughs> basically. So, you know, whether you want to live a contemplative life, missionary, apostolic work, meaning being out doing social service, education, that kind of thing, mm -hmm. um, monastic. Uh, yep. So, and we know that... Since the turn, so there was a decline, obviously, I think everybody's heard that narrative a million times that mm -hmm. since the 60s, there's been a decline in religious life, but actually, it stayed, it, it uh, leveled off in mm -hmm. the at the turn of this century in the 2000s. So now we have a consistent uh new entrance to religious life and to actually anti-diocesan vocations too. So the, that's the good news. People are definitely still interested in religious life. Yeah. Young people, they uh, we get about 25,000, um, well, I should say, we get 5,000 annually new inquiries to religious life on, on Vision website. Wow. So people who fill out profiles want to know more. And the majority of them, in fact, 60 plus percent are under 30. And so it's great. And mm. and so I always say, at least in kind of North America, Canada, US, we have about 25,000 people discerning at any time. And I know that because that's how many stay subscribed to our newsletter. And mm -hmm. then, you know, they sign up for it and then they fall off once they 
right choice you know whatever it might be so um so I, I that's very encouraging to me i always feel like the the spirit is is yes. and and still calling god still calls people to religious life and uh and that's and that's basically what the study showed too and there it's it's a diverse population who's interested in religious life i mean ethnically diverse geographically mm. diverse so that's um that's also kind of very reflective of our of our national population so yeah so it's all good news at least that's wonderful in, yeah in my world we consider it a very positive that's wonderful yeah great hope and 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 maybe someone listening to this program right now is going to be one of those 25,000 for next year I certainly hope so. You know, we always say we just came off, as you mentioned, we just came off of National Vocation Awareness Week. Mm -hmm. And that is in the U.S. that's meant to uh, encourage parishes to talk about vocations and to mm -hmm. invite people to consider a vocation. And again, we that's why we want to make sure they have the resources they need. But more than that, I, I always feel like whenever you talk about vocations, what we're really trying to do is help people discern their life choice that's going to give them the most joy. I mean, that's what vocation is all about. It's mm -hmm. about answering a call that you that is going to bring you the most joy. It's going to give greater glory to God, of course. Yes. But it's also going to give you joy. And I I feel like people don't take the time to really think about that to they just sort of i mean it's just our our culture pushes them into the direction to where you know where are you going to go to college and what are you going to what yeah. job are you going to find and you know how are you going to afford to live and and there's so much no one ever says sit back and say what's really going to make me happy in, yes. in the truest sense of that word so yeah. that's what we we hope with national vocation awareness week and in all the resources that we provide for discernment yeah and yeah of course because god wants everyone to be happy mm. and and to be holy but holiness is happiness absolutely um thank you for that uh, patrice uh, and and thank you for all the work that you're doing helping uh, promote and support vocations and uh and for the map i i hope to that every time i go i can see more and more videos and more and more uh uh dots on the map there as as it grows so this is a great resource for people. So thank you so much for telling us all about it today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Patrice Tuhi, she's the publisher at TrueQuest Communications. Um, and you can learn everything you need to know about religious vocations at the website nrvc.net. Here now is Taylor Tripodi with her new single, Little. My sweet little brother you could stay this way just locked under covers wasting the day away driving mom nuts eating donuts betting on who's fastest in this bunch you know i remember being a lot like you doing the same thing but never quite as sure Couldn't wait to be old enough to Do the things I always thought were cool And I know that I lost 
That was Taylor Tripodi with her new single, Little. We first met Taylor Tripodi in June 2018 when she was still working on her last EP, Awakening. Her first album, Be Glorified, was made through a Kickstarter campaign while she was still a student at Franciscan University. Taylor is now living in Nashville, and when motherhood allows her, she dedicates herself to ministry, leading worship, doing concerts and speaking engagements, and of course, writing and recording music. She is hoping for a new album next year, but she has some new singles, which we've been listening to. And so, to tell us more, I am now happy to welcome Taylor Tripodi back to the program. Taylor, welcome back. It's good to see you. Great to see you, Deacon. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's so it's so good uh, to, to, to know that you have new music. Um, but you you've, in the last, since we last spoke, you got married, you have a baby, I guess a, a, she's not a baby anymore, a one-year-old. Um, and there's all these new songs, so it's been a it's been a fruitful couple of years. <laughs> Can we say it that? has been <laughs> it has been a couple of years? I was telling my husband, I feel like ever since we had a baby, like time is just like choo, yes. choo, 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 like so fast. It's crazy. Yes, yes. Um, did you find that that craziness helped the songwriting or got in the way <laughs> of the songwriting? More inspiration, that's for sure. Lots more yeah. inspiration. Um, definitely having to a lot time and be more um, focused in, laser focused when I want to write a song because before it was much easier, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely more inspiration, a little bit less time, but maybe you could say it's a good way of focusing when I do have the time. So I'm like, all right, I've got to write a song. I'm going to take this time. I'm going to do it now. So yeah. Now you also moved, you also moved, you got married and you I moved did. to Nashville. A, a lot. Yeah. We now, moved. So I, 
So I moved back in 2020 in the middle of all the craziness. And yeah. then during that year, met my husband. Um, okay. And then we got engaged, married, baby, and one one baby on the way too. So oh, crazy, congratulations! Crazy. Good. So, okay, <laughs> you. so you you moved before you got married. And um, it's funny because music definitely was a top reason for sure, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is an incredible Catholic community yes. here and a, a Catholic community of artists as yes. well. And so being among them and being able to um, be inspired by them just very, very directly is such a gift. Um, so yeah, there's so many, so many different reasons that I ended up moving down here, but definitely for the music and for the community. Um, and then also I ended up moving into um a Catholic women's household called the Gretty house. So I was, it was a faith intentional community of single women um, that were all, we just would all pray together every night. Um, Wow. Yeah. Prayed with each other. Um, And it just really, it just really helped my spiritual growth in a lot of ways. Um, And I I really believe kind of prepared me for my vocation um, where I am right now. So um, God works in a lot of ways. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's funny that you, you join a community like that. And next thing you know, you're, you're getting married. So that's, <laughs> that's so great how God leads us where he, we need to go to prepare us for what's next. Amen. Um, tell me about these, the new songs we've, we've heard live wide opened and we just heard little, um, and we're okay. going to end the program with late. Have I loved I get mm-hmm. the sense. I mean, I've just heard the three. I, I don't know if there are more singles that you've that you've released in the last couple of years, but I it, I get the sense that love is a is a overarching theme of these. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. As I said before, like God leads you to your vocation, and every vocation is going to involve some love and yep. some self sacrifice. So. I've been, um, ref- I mean, I, as we all do, we reflect on um, true love and what that, what that costs, what that means. And so definitely been, um, been inspiration for a lot of the songs that I released during that, that time period, for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you, because you talked about how there's so much more inspiration and I can, I can see how there's, there's love being an inspiration. I mean, just looking at your daughter Evangeline's face, I'm sure you're just filled with inspiration. Um Yeah. Do you, I mean, I don't know, are you, do you, do you, and don't, this is not a judgment. Do you, do you pray and get inspired through prayer or do you journal? Do lyrics come to you first or do you think of a music? Like how, how, what's your songwriting process or is it different depending on the song? I wonder, I wonder what your responses have been in all of your other interviews, because (laughs) honestly, like I, for me, it sounds horrible and maybe I should streamline my process a little bit, but I really, it's especially maybe now as a mother too, like it literally comes when my daughter is like pulling on my leg and and like, I need a, like crying, like looking up at me. Like it, it's just such a random thing. Um, at least for me, definitely come, it, it comes in prayer in reflection sometimes for sure. Um, but yeah, it's just such a random occurrence. And, And then sometimes even, you know, when your intention is to sit down and write a song, sometimes you'll, you know, think, Oh, lately I've been pondering this, or I've really been inspired by this quote from the saint. And, and so I, for me, it's just all over, but yeah, I wonder if that's been the response that you've gotten from other people too. It, it is. I mean, everybody has yeah. their own, and sometimes that randomness is their process, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it sort of depends on where you are in your life. Um, 
do you set out because i know well you've just told me that um you're hoping to have an album or an ep out next year is that going to be a lot of these singles that you've been writing or are you going to sit down and actually write some music specifically for an ep how does that work for you yeah i've had a lot of uh just songs that have been flowing out of the past two or three years of my mm -hmm. life and so they've kind of just accrued over time and through just the different experiences that I've had. Um, so yeah, I'm still, I'm still putting things together. We still are kind of figuring out the timeline for the new year right. and when and how we're going to release everything. But definitely, I mean, I have, uh, it's been a while. So the last time I've put out an album, like you said, was 2019. Um, and so it's been, it's been a lot of just things in the works that I'm excited to finally like share with people and, share a little bit of the growth that I've experienced and the things that God has been doing. So I'm excited. Yeah. So are we, because it's always a good excuse to get you back on the show. Um, <laughs> do you, so some of the singles that you've already written may end up in that album or EP. Um, they may. Are you thinking of a theme? Is it going to be something love is, is one of the title songs going to be late? Have I loved or, or something like that? What do you think? Or live wide open? What are you thinking? You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because um, I have been wanting to record this album for the past, I want to say like maybe two years and just engagement, marriage, baby yes. yeah. have kind of, <laughs> have just really um, put up, put a hold on that for a little while now. And so I've had, kind of in my head like this one song called this is redemption that has been mm -hmm. kind of the theme behind a lot of the music okay. now recently um, I've been writing some different songs that maybe have kind of they're not completely far from that theme but they're just different obviously you go through different seasons of your life and you experience yeah, different things um so yeah still trying to work that out and kind of see if that is is that the main um the theme of the whole album or is it it's it going to be something else so i'm i'm still kind of going through that we'll see it'll be a nice surprise for all of us <laughs> it'll be a nice surprise okay um that's good to know and you're still doing live events worship events that's still happening mm -hmm. in the busyness of marriage marriage and and uh yeah. and the motherhood yeah praise god because I, I i i'm so blessed to be able to be a, an artist and musician because it is such a gift to have that flexibility of, okay, mm -hmm. you know, this month is looking a little bit crazy. We probably can't do something this month, but um, being able to kind of figure that out and, and um, still be a mom, still make that my primary vocation. Um, it's a gift because I, I really truly believe that God has called me to this ministry, even though it looks different now, um, but still, still doing events when I can and um, trying to use that gift as well. So it's, it's, it's been fun to juggle. I'll tell you that it's been fun to juggle, but I'm very grateful for this gift that God has given me. So, and so are we very grateful about this gift that God has given you, you. And, and, and that you can share it with the rest of us. Taylor, it's uh, really good to reconnect. Thank you. I love the music. I don't need to say this, but I love your voice. I, I still Aww. look at you and I can't imagine how that powerful voice comes out of your, your body. But uh, thank you for what you're doing. Congratulations on everything that has been happening in your life and the new baby that's to come. And uh, and thank you for the music and for telling us a little bit about all of that today. Great. Thank you so much for having me on here, Deacon.
You can learn more about Taylor Tripodi, listen to her music, and book her for your event at her website, taylortripodi.com. And it's Tripodi, T-R-I-P-O-D-I, Tripodi, taylortripodi.com. I'm going to put that link on our site so you can find it easily. And to listen to the full interview or to any part of this program, go to slmedia.org slash podcast. Here now is Taylor Tripodi with Late Have I Loved You. Darkness made a call from my heart Like a shadow fading over me But you flashed, you shone Your love fell warm In the cold that was my grave With every wayward step listening to Late Have I Loved You by Taylor Tripodi. And that will take us to the end of our program today. If you missed any part of the program or to listen to the whole show again, the best way to listen to the Sultanite Hour is on our website, slmedia.org. That's where you can find every single 550 programs that we have made over the last 14 years. You can also, of course, subscribe to the Sultanite Hour Catholic Podcast anywhere. Thank you for being with us today. Let's continue to pray for peace in Ukraine and peace in the Holy Land. Today, let's also pray for people discerning religious life and for those having to plan a funeral. May you be safe. Remember to pray for each other and take care of each other. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this has been the Salt and Light Hour. It's what my heart was made.